Hi there, and welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Squarespace, and we will tell you all about them later. For now, I'm Steve Lubitz, and I'm joined, as always, by Games Boss at Giant Space Capriano. Wu. How you doing, Bray? I'm doing really well, Steve. Feeling very calm this week. Feeling very happy. Really appreciate this new uh, loopback program that we have that lets us mix audio into the show. So what I've done this week is I feel like the things I say on the show are not epic enough. And I need a sound bed underneath it as I'm talking on the show. So from now on, every time I talk on the show, I'm going to put the Mass Effect Normandy song into the background. I mean, right? Doesn't it sound more epic? Doesn't the things that I'm saying, don't they sound more epic? I, I feel like there's a Reaper talking to me right now, actually. Yeah, I'm getting like, what? I, like I got the chills. So if that's what you're going for, that is the effect. I'm freaking out! <laughs> Well, but see, it's not just for me. Like, I did this for everybody oh, on no. the show this week, so we've all got themes. We songs. all have our own music, or we all oh have that music. So, so, Georgia, can you please take a moment and introduce Steve? And I have to say, Steve, it was really hard finding a right one for you. Well, I, I, it's very hard finding yeah. an epic enough song for me, really. Because, I well, mean, it wasn't epic. I settled on something that was about <laughs> you being a dad. That's that's what I wanted to do. So, Georgia, can you introduce okay. Steve this week? Okay. So, I, I'd also like to introduce the master, the only special snowflake that we have on this show, our own Steve Lubitz. Steve, well, how are you thank, doing? Well, thank you. That is... Uh... <laughs> I'll do it. Come on. Go, Steve. I, I, I Go actually Steve. am breakdancing into, uh, into the podcast today. <laughs> Got it, Steve. Uh, Georgia, tell me you did Come not on, just say daddy. Oh, Ask yourself, how are you doing? I am, I am fantastic. I am full of rhythm, apparently, because that is that is what I am known for on the internet is my rhythm and and coolness. <laughs> I will buy three hundred dollars of Girl Scout cookies for my kids if you can tell me who's singing. I have no clue. Oh, I have absolutely no clue. Oh, Steve. You just missed out I on that. I listen to great weepy day. indie rock. I don't listen to I don't listen to anything that's like on the radio. So I have no idea. I haven't listened to popular music in like 10, 15 years. I'm like a, I'm a freak that way. <laughs> Georgia is killing it. This is good. Georgia, do you do you know this song? I know no. you know frequently Georgia Dow. Come on. I, I know nothing. You don't listen to Freakalik and Peter Capo? I know Freakalik. <laughs> yeah, Freakalik is like the best song ever. Of course you do, Micah. I like the song. Well, that, that's because you're more yeah. in, t- in tune with the America's youth than we are, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I feel like we should introduce someone else. Yeah, I, I, I think oh, so. I thought Steve was going to break it down like that. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I like I, that. I, that was good. Breathe the only thing good, I'm going to end up breaking down is probably my hip, so it's... <laughs> Uh, so we right, also who's, have, who's up next? Is it Micah or Georgia? Who, who's next? In Georgia. All right. Yeah. Cue, cue up. Cue up your DJ. Uh, your DJ oh, booth. I got it. This is great. I, I love this. So, so, so we all we also have senior editor Imor and psychotherapist and um, platypus queen Georgia. Dow. How are you doing, Georgia? Platypus <laughs> queen. I'm. I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Is this the music from like? Pulp fiction or like, oh really? It's like some sort of quirky 
Do you not oh. know what this is from, Tortugal? No. Is this so the music stupid. from Candy Crush? No. <laughs> Steve, how can you not know? Micah, do you know? No, it's from Our a game, though. Our listeners are screaming at their podcast right are now. Are they screaming? Well, that, that's, that, that, that goes without saying, though. <laughs> this is Final Fantasy. This is Chocobo music. Oh, my goodness. It's a Chocobo. Oh, those are cute. Okay, I'll accept that, though. I don't know if I'm as cute as a Chocobo. Okay, we'll, we'll try one more time. Georgia, do you want to try with the Brianna theme song just to see if you can pull it off? <laughs> do you want to try it? I, I'll take the chocobo. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm well, good. Look, let's just try it. Let's try okay, it. Okay. okay. Give me your okay. best intensity. And here, as always, is psychotherapist from I'm More, Georgia Dow. Georgia, how are you doing? I am feeling <laughs> exceptionally <laughs> good right now, actually. Acceptable. I'll take it. I'll take it's it. It's like the elusive woman is here on the podcast with us. Yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> In a world. So we also have uh, a senior editor at Newsy and the voice of all millennials, uh, Micah Sargent. How you doing, Micah? <laughs> For being a friend. <laughs> travel down the road and back again. And a confidant. Oh, this takes me back in high school when I had snow days. My good friend and I would spend the night watching Golden Girls. You feel for real? I, I, swear I, I completely God. believe this. I believe every yeah. word of this. Thank you for being a friend. I actually watched a lot of the Golden Girls when Beautiful. I was a kid, too, which is weird. That's a great Beautiful. song. Sucked, man. That oh. song is oh, awesome. Yeah. I am sorry. It's a great I, song. I, I, I oh, love I that love song. Great song. I, mean, I don't and, love it. Oh, it was a terrible show, it, but, but I watched yeah. it because that was what was on. I can't even say it's a so. terrible show. It was not a terrible <laughs> show. It was funny. It was funny. Uh, it was no and Alf, though. It was. Talk about. It wasn't up to the high standards. I know. I have very high standards in sitcoms. Pro-feminist. This was a show about not just women. But older women having conversations that they would have and that they were relevant and that they mattered and they shouldn't be just boxed away. I thought that it was a good show. Heck yes. And Sophia <laughs> just, uh, she, she and Say I, it again. we Say just it again, connected. Say it again. Heck yes. <laughs> and Sophia and I, we just connected on another plane, you know? I, I just, yeah. she Kinda gets are me. You are Sophia. You're like the uh, Sophia right? of this podcast. Look, it's true. I, I can't <gasps> deny know it. Who, we know who that makes Brie. <laughs> What? I don't know who any of them are. Is she Miss Devereaux? (laughs) No, she's not. Or were you thinking she's Dorothy? Which one is the bitch? Because that's going to be me. I think that was Blanche, wasn't it? Uh, well, was no, Dorothy Blanche the B Arthur character? Of, she's got a little bit of Blanche. Dorothy is B. So, so Blanche Devereaux is the um, uh, promiscuous one who is kind of highfalutin and uh, isn't afraid to talk about all of her sexcapades. And Rose is the one who that's Betty White. And oh, that music's from back. Uh, see, Blanche would be seen dancing to that song. And Rose was the character who could, you know, use a few more brain cells but she was the sweet caring person and dorothy was the daughter of of sophia and also just kind of like the leader of the pack and at times could be kind of mean uh and of course sophia was the the oldest of the bunch and the uh the one that just you know that got me the cantankerous one so those of you that did not know about the golden girls before 
Now you do. Now you do. Yes. Well, welcome to the Golden wow. Girls podcast. This is, <laughs> this is exactly what we plan to talk about today. Georgia, we've got a new podcast to start. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should we talk about video games before we end up turning this into an let's, hour-long discussion of the Golden that. Girls? <laughs> Sail- Golden Girls is like Sailor Moon when they were too long, too old to moon. <gasps> You're right. right. No, because the power of the moon crystal keeps them young forever in Neo Crystal Tokyo, Georgia Dow. But but then what happened was we destroyed the planet and ruined the moon, and then you know the Golden Girls happened. Okay. <laughs> That's that's quite a story, actually. So about those golden girls. Do you know Sailor Moon trivia, Georgia Dow? No. No. Drink that nasty juice. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, oh, you I don't. Me. I don't. I've I've learned most of my Sailor Moon knowledge from the show. Wow, that's scary. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I have to tell you, like one of my, I, I can tell this to isometric listeners, and they won't talk to me. Uh, one of the professional. <laughs> One of my email addresses is I love the Sailor Moon character, uh, Mistress Nine. So in Sailor Moon uh, series Super S, uh, the entire plot line of that uh, series was uh, Hotaku Tomo is like the sailor of destruction. And she's going to grow up and become the sovereign of silence and like destroy everything. And, you know, for like the, the finale there, she like grows up and becomes the sovereign of silence and turns into uh, Mistress Nine who summons Pharaoh 90 to there. So like, I love Mistress Nine. I love her, the mythos of her. I love the character. I love the design of her. And so like a long time ago, I picked like the, the, the email address, Mistress Nine. But Ooh. then like people that don't know Sailor Moon thinks it, think it's some BDSM thing. Oh my God. And sometimes like people oh won't know that I'm talking about like, and sometimes I'll send professional emails to editors and stuff professional like that. Professional emails from Mistress be, Nine. And it will be at, like, mistress9 at me.com. And, like, <laughs> like, I remember my co-founder, Giant Space Cat, at one point, she came to me and she's like, Brie, what's this about? Trying to make a man <laughs> and I'm like, it's Sailor Moon! It's Sailor Moon! No! Mm-hmm. And oh. she go like, yeah, yeah, Brie, okay. <laughs> I, I thought she would just know, and she didn't, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> I, I think me. that most people know of Sailor Moon, but they don't actually know no Sailor Moon. Most, you know, unless you really, you know, were into it. Yeah. Yeah. Though, though my daughter, every time we see any Sailor Moon stuff in Newberry Comics, she's like, oh, we, we should send, we should get this for Brie. And like, I think Brie probably already has all this stuff. Yeah, I probably do. I probably do. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about video games. So the, the Fallout 4 modding has begun. Uh, there were a couple of stories about Fallout 4, uh, Fallout 4 mods, and apparently there's one that is doing a lot to improve the wardrobe in Fallout 4, because a lot of the, the clothing is kind of on the bland side, and this is taking it and creating some pretty some pretty interesting outfits, uh, some more interesting than others, that, that are more... Uh, potentially form fitting than the, the than the stand <laughs> or or that's you such know. a nice way to say that, Steve. Yeah. Um, well, some of it's just not there, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but putting lots of different outfits on the characters in uh, in Fallout. I mean, there are some pretty interesting designs. There's a stormtrooper that somebody's worked in. There's like a a Tron outfit, which obviously I'm you know I'm, I'm a fan of, and and some other some other things that are a little bit more and less risque, but. So, so Brie, what, what caught your eye about this in particular? 
Well, I mean, I could pick it apart. Wait, can I can I leave my Mass Effect music on as I'm talking? Why, so why, why is anyone speaking without their their sound effects? <laughs> right, yeah. except for mine is so sad. But yeah, no, yours is happy. It's the choke, Georgia. It's happy, <laughs> Georgia. So help me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what really what really caught me about this is. Um, you know, it wasn't just the geometry and solving in the geometry, which is is kind of trivial. Like it's just a, a skeletal mesh uh, with like the form on it. What really got me, and I would love to actually talk to the people that did the model. Marie is actually here. behind you right now. I <laughs> could be right. <laughs> no, what what really got me is the the lighting and the materials on it were um, just radically, radically different. So a really good example of this is like the, the, the front picture of Lightning for the Kotaku article in this. She's wearing sunglasses, right? Like these Ray-Ban looking things. So that actually had to have like a reflect thing back. So either they cheated it for that particular camera shot will like rendering it and then putting it on there so it like kind of looked like it was reflecting back or they've actually gone through and created like all these new kind of map types because like the lighting is better the uh, spec maps are better the normals are better um, so this is like it, it's a high degree of sophistication that you're seeing here and every time I see someone doing that level of work for free I'm always mystified why they're wasting their time making mods when they clearly need to be working in the game industry instead, you know? Oh, Am I the only one that I loved the music so much it was hard to pay attention? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, like, just so captivated. I had to come back to, like, what was happening. It was like I was having a little bit of a moment there where I was like, ooh, it took me that a second. so great? And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, 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 mod, and then... <laughs> That's See, that's that's so in, that's an interesting uh, perspective. That whoa, gaming with perspective, um, and a perspective that I hadn't considered in this is they these these frankly passion projects end up taking a whole lot of time, and in these modding communities, you might find an opportunity to find someone who could work for you. Um, and, and Bree, is this something that that uh, game companies do? Do do they take this opportunity to find these people who are modding things and say, because like, oh, for example, the, the government, yeah. you know, will find hackers and say, you come work for us instead of go to prison. So does it work the same way in the game industry <laughs> minus the prison part? No, it's, it's exactly the same. Um, I would say this, like, I think a lot of people mistakenly think working in the game industry, the only thing that, that matters is uh, like your level of technical skill. The reality is working on a game development team, the ability to work with a group, the ability to compromise with others, to have good communication skill, that is just as important as like the technical side. But um, you know, a lot of uh, resumes I look at, they have this, this fantasy, I would say, where they are kind of generalists and they know like a little bit of everything and they expect to be able to walk in and uh, get a job. The truth is people hire in the game industry specifically to solve for particular problems. So a really good example might be Fallout 4 is putting out a, um, you know, a DLC pack with extra clothing items in it. Well, this is something that would absolutely get you uh, in the door. If you go to GDC, uh, you go into Moscone West, right there on the right-hand side is this um, giant open room. And in there, every single company you can imagine just has people lined up out the door looking at resumes and people bring it and this is something you could absolutely show um and i just um it, it really 
it, it really made the world of Fallout much more appealing to me. I got to the point where I finally got into the Institute in Fallout 4, and I gave up because um, as much as the character creators improved, um, it just kind of, the entire world feels kind of bland at a certain point. So, I don't know. I don't know. It definitely is something you would use to get your foot in the door. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's not really a way to, other than, you know, making your own game, I guess, there's not really a way to build up a portfolio. It's easier than building your own entire game, especially if your specialty is in this type of design work, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I would imagine that this is the kind of thing that somebody could do with the hopes of that somebody would get hired, or maybe it is, you know, just a passion project that, that they're doing on the side. But some people just have those things that they like to do too and share with the world, so... It does concern me, though, that they are, you know, basically taking, like, lightning. Like, I'm 99% sure the the character in the first one is lightning. Yeah. In that case, they're not really doing any original work. They're getting the skeletal mesh for lightning, and they are bringing the FBX and the rigging and the joints into Fallout 4, which is, that's a technical challenge. It's not hugely difficult if someone's already done all the weight painting and things. But, uh, you know, like... <sighs> At a certain point, though, a lot of the things I saw were just stealing other people's IP, which can actually be counterproductive, right? Like, if you show you don't take intellectual property very seriously, that doesn't really speak to your professionalism. You know, I'm not seeing anything here that's of of uh, a panda, and I keep getting, I keep hearing about how someone's going to be drawing a panda mesh, like a skinned panda mesh, on an iPad yeah. Pro, yeah. and they're going to be putting it in a game called Revolution 60. And I just, that's you know, right. I just am not, I'm not seeing this happen. And I, you know, it it, it should be, it should be right here on this page, <laughs> frankly. Can, can I tell you something though before you give Georgia too much grief? I've been, so I've been playing Sunset Overdrive in the mornings and. And I've been going through the car, the you know the wardrobe, and I found a panda head in a panda shirt, and that has been really? my character really? in Sunset Overdrive since I found oh. that. I'll, I'll take a screenshot. I'll put it in the show notes. But it, that ever since I found them, like that's it. I found my outfit. I'm good. It's, <laughs> it's just the, the problem is finding pants to go with it panda because pants? there aren't any pan- panda. There pants. are no no. There aren't any panda pants. There's a panda you know head, why? and there's panda shirt. Do you know why that is, Steve? Why is that? Thanks. No, because pandas don't wear pants. Well. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should just go with it. I don't know. <laughs> Pandas are on a watch list somewhere for sex or sexual predator. <laughs> oh, God. That's the truth this, about Pandas. This went dark. This went yeah, dark. Yeah, dark, got dark in Why hurry. is there no music on that darkness? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like dark. Am I the only one that craves watching the X-Files after that music? Oh, that's exactly what it reminded me of, is X-Files. I such an X-Files craving now. Have I'm you sorry. seen the new X-Files shit, Georgia? Oh, Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's so unbelievably good. I can't even process it. I am so, I'm just so happy. I'm happy with it. They did a great job. They were true to their characters. They went through it. They gave things the fans wanted. And like, I just, I just want. <laughs> ah, this is what just, do you want, Georgia? You know, what do you want? little noises and like. <laughs> this music really does speak to your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. It just did 
I, I think that's... Amoeba is going to sink isometric with their product. Like, we've I, jumped the shark. I think, I think that I finally hit a new Please low. Please don't. They'll pay us to, like, not mention their product again. Like, <laughs> it'll be like an anti-endorsement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's what you don't do with our product. This, pro- this podcast is not brought to you by Loopback. Absolutely not. We have nothing oh to do gosh. with them. This, yes. is how, this is how not to do a podcast. Oh don't do God. any of these things, people. <laughs> No. Somebody get on the phone with Rogamiba. This is important. With great power yeah. comes great responsibility. And we have yeah, Steve. Steve, they're all. in Boston. We could do a drive by on their house <laughs> with like eggs or something. <laughs> we could do that. I, but you see, if we if we talk about it on the podcast, and that's giving them fair warning. Oh, they don't let. No one listens to the show. <laughs> no one. No one. I hate to break it to you, but for four hundred episodes, it's been Dude. us talking to each other. And no one's listening. It's basically us and like Charles is listening and tweets at us, and that and that's pretty that's much true. it. That's true. Well, shout out to Charles because Charles, Charles is, is awesome. The best. Awesome. Oh, we should Charles. we should build a statue to Charles or something. Like he is in my darkest hours. I know Charles Tan is going to be there for me when I need him most. It's true. It's true. He's a great guy. It's true. Put a Charles and, and Easter egg in R sixty. I should. There's I should. the statue. Yeah. Yeah. We should we do it. We should yeah. do it. So anyway, Georgia, what do you think of these characters from (laughs) Fallout 4? I I like it. I think... Oh, God. (laughs) You just want me to talk just so you can put the Chocobo music on. Um, Yeah. No, I... What what mod would get you to buy a Wii U, Georgia? Uh, Unfortunately. Um, No, I liked... liked, One of my my favorite suits is probably the Halo. The, The Tron... The Tron suit, because yeah, I Tron actually awesome. wanted... Oh, God. Listening to that is it's hard. Georgia, um, you literally can't concentrate with the music on. This is It's awesome. very distracting. This no, is but great. Because I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, and then I hear this little... <laughs> <laughs> you found George's just... kryptonite. <laughs> this is great. I could I could just I actually tried to Georgia buy a shirt. There was a Tron shirt for sale. Um, oh. You and, and your looked, cool shirts and jackets. Yeah. Oh, you should see the the LED shoes that I might be picking up. Um. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have I've just ordered BB-8 earrings. I also have like a little like those little marshmallow cats that you put in coffee. I bought the molds because I can't order the marshmallow cats, cats that you put in coffee. Just Tell look up marshmallow cat coffee, and you'll see it. They're adorable. And I bought the mold, so I'm going to be making these marshmallow cats. Charles, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, if there was a marshmallow cat mold for Fallout, <laughs> the, I mean, sorry, marshmallow, a marshmallow cat, cat mold, mod, mod. <laughs> mold mod, then you would be okay with I would be okay. Uh, this game. Would oh, be okay. they're so cute. Aren't they adorable? You see? Oh my gosh, I need. Oh yeah. I'll 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 send some. I'll be making them. Georgia Dow, I am disappointed with the level of professionalism you're bringing to Isometric to speak. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in the level of professionalism you're bringing this week. This is very serious business. There are people out there counting on us. We have to get it done when no one else will. Do we have anything else to say about these mods or should we take a break and then go to go to some questions that listeners have for us? What do you think? Yeah, you want to... I love that music. I want that music. Yeah. I want it. So let's get serious. All right. <laughs> you haven't listened to the show.
All right. So, Michael, why don't you tell all the nice people about Squarespace? Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so, super exciting. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Squarespace. You all know about Squarespace. We talk about them all the time. And you want to know why we talk about them all the time? Because they're awesome. I'm pretty sure that all of us have used Squarespace at some point. Us being, of course, Georgia and Steve and Bree and myself. Uh, you can start building your website today at squarespace.com. And please, oh, please use the offer code Isometric at checkout because you get 10% off and you let them know that we are the ones who sent you there, which is very important so that, you know, uh, we can we can send people on tanks and we can get uh, marshmallow cats and things like that. So when it comes to giving yourself a place online, there's honestly nowhere better than Squarespace because the, the cool thing about Squarespace is you don't have to worry about all of the backend stuff. You don't have to worry about going in and, and trying to figure out the codes you need to type in here and and the, the CSS that needs to go here and, and how you're going to set up this HTML link and things like that. It's super simple. I mean, you can send almost anyone a link to Squarespace and just say, look, you're wanting to set up a site for, for some travel thing you're doing. Uh, just just hop on over to Squarespace and sign up. And it's it's super easy. And another cool thing about Squarespace is if you get linked to one of those really popular sites, it's not going to come crashing down because it it's very smart about scaling up your site. Uh, with Squarespace, you can build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level. And again, there's not any coding required. Now, the cool thing is you can do some coding if you want to. So I was annoyed with a few things that were going on on the site that I run uh, for a different podcast that I do. And I needed to pop in and change some of this CSS code. And it was really easy to do that. And the cool thing is there are lots of uh, support documents out there. And Squarespace has 24-7 support. Seriously, you can call them at any time and they're available for you in New York. Double. Right yeah, you should. You should. I guarantee you're going to get through to somebody. And if you're one of those people like me who doesn't like to, you know, talk to people on the phone, you can also use their live chat or email. I've emailed them plenty of times. They get back to me like that. It's really friggin' awesome. Uh, if you're hoping to set up a site where you can sell things like secret documents about Georgia that reveal all of her secret Falcon uh, espionage, then you should check Lies. out Squarespace's. Lies. Com. I'm saying. I'm pretty sure none of that stuff is secret anymore anyway. I have been framed. <laughs> Fair point. But you can use their <laughs> commerce platform. It, it may, it's super easy to make a store on the site. And, you know, maybe you just want to point people to a future project like uh, GeorgiaDowIsATrader.com. And so you just want like a one-page document. Well, they have this really cool new thing called uh, the cover two, page. Oh, dear. So you can build a great-looking single-page website. You go to the site, you type in the domain that you want, you hit next, 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 and voila, you can send people to your new website. If you want to take things a step further, uh, they've also got a dev platform. So this is how you can even go further than just the things that I do where I kind of play around with the CSS. They let you go as deep down the rabbit hole as you want to. Uh, if you sign up for a year, you can get a free domain name. So that's the georgiadowasatrader.com. <laughs> you can have exactly what you want. Just you better go buy that before somebody else does, you realize. Right? This is true because someone's going to come up with a site. Man, I can't even Google my name anymore, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, no. Squarespace plans start at just 8 
dollars a month. You can start a trial with no credit card. What? No credit card? You don't have to type in your numbers? That's awesome. And start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, because you're totally going to do it, you just got to use the offer code isometric. I-S-O-M-E-T-R-I-C. That's isometric for 10% off your first purchase. And of course, you are supporting us and all... Wait, 10% off? Oh my gosh. Uh, So so we thank Squarespace for their support of our show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, build it beautiful. That was I have to tell you, there was a there was a time in my life <laughs> where things were so dark, and I thought that I could not go on, and Squarespace was there for me. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful story. You brought a tear to my eye. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it rescued me from from a from a watery doom. They, it rescued me from sharks with laser beams. This is a true story. You actually swim with sharks, so that's not hard to believe. <laughs> I, I think the hero, I think the word hero is used far too much in American discourse, but I think it's fair to say Squarespace, Squarespace is the greatest hero in American history. <laughs> in all of history? They're actually going to be right. putting a picture of Squarespace on the back of the nickel. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. So thanks, Squarespace. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sure do right. build it beautiful. <laughs> so let, let's 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 see what the what the listeners have to uh, to ask us to solve for them. Brianna Wu's not a therapist, but she is your therapist. Georgia Dow, on the other hand, is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. <laughs> come on, come on, look. Unless I am your therapist, let's be honest. Who are you going to listen to? Georgia Dow with her qualifications, <laughs> her, her degrees, her experience. Or the woman that's always angry on Twitter. Come on, who, who? You have what? you have George's diploma from therapist school, and you have Bree's diploma from the School of Life. I mean, you can't you can't put those that on the same true. level. It's hard to argue with that. We do have uh, a bunch of awesome listener questions to get to this week. Before we do it, I want to tell you guys about a really um, scary thing going on in my life right now, and. I was I was really nervous about talking about this on the show, and I know if I talk about it on Twitter, I'm going to get a lot of um, uh, harassment over it. But um, my dog Kablam, um, you know, we are down oh, no. here in Disney right now. Um, my dog Kablam, uh, we've been talking to the vet incessantly. It it really either he is sick for some reason, oh, no. don't oh, understand, no. he's peeing blood. Or someone is poisoning. Oh no! God. Oh, I'm so oh, sorry. No. You know, like with everything that happened with Crash, you know, like that was encephalitis. That was just a year ago that that happened too. Yeah, um, but there, there's a real possibility. Like the stuff that he could have gotten into that they're they're talking about is like rat poison and stuff. Oh my like god. That. And you were worried about that with Crash, too, would that happen? We were. We had him tested for it. It was negative. Um, yeah. You know, so oh we really kind of freaked out about that. You know, I'm so sorry, Bree. Well, it, it's like, you know, he's, he's got good care. And, you know, we're, we're going to finish up our vacation. And, you know, it, it's looking like he's going to be fine. But it's, it's that fear that we yeah. constantly live in, Frank and yeah. I. Because ultimately, I can't know if, like, it's just some random health thing that happened to him. Or if like, you know, let's just be honest, Gamergate post, they, they dox me every day these mm-hmm. days. And, you know, it's, it's not inconceivable that they could 
be trying to hurt my animals. So, you know, my, my husband and I are having a really serious talk about moving yeah. and about like where, you know, how we would hide our address from the public. It's, it's really stressful. You know oh, what I mean? Sorry. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I hope yeah. your, your poor little puppy, I hope that he's going to be okay. Yeah, Bye. I hope so too. Oh. It's ridiculous. Uh, absolutely. It, uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there's no level of something that you could say to express the frustration uh, about this because I just, it's, I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. And, uh, I, it's just so beyond anything that I could possibly understand. I mean, Georgia, I don't know. What, what does it take, uh, psychologically to be able to get to a point where you can harm someone by harming something that they care so much about? It, it really depends on the person. The unfortunate thing is that when people like this is not the same type of thing as like people having arguments and disagreements and not and being upset because of that. When people become fanaticized, um, they become exceptionally polarized to that. And Dealing with people that have beliefs that become uh, fanatical, it is like dealing with people that are very strongly believing in religion. It becomes like a religion. It becomes a it's it is their group, their tribe that they belong to, and so it is it is to be protected, just like other people would be. And so oh. it is a really different way of dealing with that because. Sometimes you can speak to someone and you know that they're actually listening and they want to be like elucidated on different facts and have a dialogue and be open-minded. And then sometimes people are there for a cause. The interesting thing is that like, you know, causes can be good and causes can be bad, but there are times when that takes its own embodiment and that can be clouding to what might be true because you will do anything for your cause right or wrong and so even if it's a just cause so you can take um like people that you know animal rights activists and they'll uh-huh. you know they're protecting and, and everyone could prop most people could probably get behind like you know yeah animals are are animals are people or pandas are people <laughs> and you want to you know protect the pandas and i get that but then you believe in this cause so much and you want to be people Unfortunately, there's many people that don't feel like they belong anywhere. And so they they really feel that need. And we as people feel the need to have to belong to something. And so sometimes when you feel like you're belonging to something and then, of course, the person that shouts the loudest, that is the most polarized, gets the most attention to that. And you can see that in politics. You can see that in um, sports and they get a lot of attention because of that, and people crave that attention. And so then they, someone else is going to want to stand on their shoulders and shout even louder, and it's going to be even more like if you're going to take it one step, I'll take it ten. And that's a very limbic reaction. And so then what happens to that is that you no longer are able to really see the world clearly. And if you've ever spoken to someone, and I, I speak, you know, speak to people all the time, and I can tell when it's like it really doesn't matter what I say. There is no changing this mind because this is not about dialogue. They are fighting for an entity that they belong to that they have to have to survive. And it is 
completely different. And so, you know, yes, we, you know, there's, there's some people that are dealing also with like maybe mental illnesses and some people are dealing with depression and the need to belong and other people are dealing with abandonment issues or attachment issues. But sometimes it's just that feeling of this is my belief system and now I have to fight for it. And they will defend it almost as strongly as they would defend another person. And that's why even for causes that most people could get behind, sometimes it goes too far and people get hurt and damage happens. And only once they have left the cloud of whatever they were in, can they see the world clearly again. If you speak to people that have ever gotten out of whatever it might be and they've, they've come past that and you said, well, what did you think? And they, they will say, I didn't think. I just followed, needed, wanted to lead, and you get swept up in the undercurrent, and it's like getting swept out to sea. You know, I, I should tell our listeners, like, something, we're, we're, we're tweaking some format changes on the show. One of the things we plan to do is to give Georgia more time to talk about issues like this. Um, you know, and I, I do want to take a minute here and, and talk about what happened in the chat room for our last show, because, like, I was just trying to do a show here, and... Um, you know, basically, Steve was kind of distracted through a lot of the show, and then we got off and I found out that Gamergate had kind of been, um, you know, harassing me, doxing me in the chat room, doing what they're doing. But this is this is what really, truly confused me today, Georgia, and, and I'd love to understand this more. Um, Mikey, you and I have talked about how we're kind of public figures, we're in the eye, and we sometimes have people that are kind of obsessed with us. Um, and, you know... Uh, one of the things that happened is there was a person in the chat room last week, and I know that she has suffered from sexual abuse, which is something I have a lot of empathy for, right? Like, you'd have to be a monster to not feel empathy for that. But this woman, at whatever point, for a reason I don't understand, has become obsessed with me. And she did come into the isometric chat room last week. She was disruptive to the point of getting banned. You know, she doesn't have anything to do with Gamergate whatsoever. She's just angry at me for a reason I don't understand. I think she thinks I shouldn't be someone that people know. Like I, as, as best as I can tell, she's jealous because I have a platform that people listen to. And you know, she was like stalking me on Twitter all week because of this. And I'm, I, I truly, I guess I wanted to talk not so much about like, oh, she's so awful. Like, it, it's more like, what's going on there? Like, how do we, is it proper to have compassion for that? Like, how do you help them by ignoring them? Like, what's going on there? Well, the the problem with that is like, I don't know the person and I don't know the reasonings before that. I don't either. Right. And, and, and so it, many people have different reasons for why they do certain things. And yeah. if, say, that her reason is because she wants attention, then not giving her attention would be the manner of, of helping her so that she can kind of not get that and, and go on to yeah. other things. Yeah. Sometimes people are angry and, and there's just an outlet and public figures are really easy targets to be able to deal with that. Sometimes it's just a feeling of loss or a feeling of, of betrayal. And we can often project our feelings onto other people because it's easier to do that than to deal with the people that maybe we're too close to to be able to share those feelings with. And sometimes it's a projection of ourselves. So often we dislike in others what we dislike in ourselves. And and I I see a lot in my sessions is that we rarely notice that. Like people in general, not like everyone is very 
it's very hard to see um, the truth of ourselves. Our, our brains are made to protect us from um, a lot of, of the, like, the reality of why we do things. And so we make up great valid reasons that would sound valid probably to most people, um, and then they might not be would be the the answer is it would depend upon like this person's own story sure. and uh, the reasoning behind that um, and and you know when when you're a public figure like uh, something we're showing you this this week is not this particular woman it was another person that had you know this person has probably sent my office 300 messages in the last week and you know I showed some of them to you they're they're kind of disturbing and off kilter. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it, it really bothered me because I, I've been showing, I showed them to a couple of my friends and their gut reaction was, ha ha ha, look at the crazy person, which is just ableist and not, not very helpful. I mean, it's, it's really hard sometimes, I think, when you're out there in front of the public because you want to do no harm, right, as mm -hmm. best as you can. But at the same time, like you have to protect yourself at a certain point. And it's just, it's the right thing to do to just ignore them. And even though you keep seeing this abuse to just, you know, suck it up, is it to like alert people that they're abusing the terms of service and get them kicked off for harassment? Like what are, what are the stakes there? Does that make sense? Every case is different and everyone has a different set of limits to what they have. The scariest thing that I see right now in our society is how quickly we become reactive to things and the like the entire Twitter sphere. And I know, Brie, you've you've kind of been at the Look. end piece to this. They people get so reactive and they send, you know, these mobs of people that then attack and destroy people. And I don't think that people really get unless you're on the other end to that, how painful and damaging and harmful this is. I think that a lot of people do these things and have truly no clue. And I think that only those that have really gone through it do have a clue. And so people will say, yeah, yeah, that must be horrible. I don't think that you really get how damaging that is to be on the other end of that. And so, you know, if, you know, again, if they're looking for attention, ignoring it is not. If it's becoming damaging or something where you're, you're dealing with safety, then you owe it to yourself to make sure that you are um, safe. But I think yeah. that we need to watch out as a culture of how one person incites something and then everyone, we are such a mob mentality right now. Like we're so quick to grab the pitchforks and, um, you know, head into battle against whatever cause that might be. And, you know, everyone makes mistakes. I would hate to have everything that I did looked at and judged for everything. It's terrible. It's terrible. Every word you say, yeah. People that are angry at you are, are, are looking for any just cause to create a case. And I think sure. that that's a really sad state of affairs as us, as a people, and it's exceptionally dangerous. And I don't think yeah. that people understand how far this could go and how dangerous it will be. And I think that the worst part about it is that if after the fact and something you know, bad ever happens or like, you know, someone loses a job or they get like, there's really an or worse, then people would probably go through the cognitive dissonance and say, well, it wasn't me. 
I didn't actually do that. I was just like, you know, I just sent out a tweet or only did this. But we're then all part of that ocean, right? Ocean is just made out of little drops of water. And we all become that drop of water. And the larger the mob, the the responsibility of each action of that mob becomes dissipated within the ocean. And so no one really takes responsibility for those actions. I couldn't do anything about it. I didn't. And that type of one, reactivity, and then two, not taking accountability for your own actions, is something as a therapist I find exceptionally frightening because I can see what kind of damage and how quickly, and we were just reactive and you do something and you don't think about it till later, um, it can happen. And, and so it's just, it's one of these things that we really need to start talking about and everyone needs to start looking at not saying, oh, yeah, how horrible those people are. No, we need to start saying, you know what, what have I created into that? And so that we're each responsible because we're all a piece of that drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can say for me, um, I think when I first kind of rose to more prominence last year, at first, mm-hmm. you know, I would go send you know, 30, 40,000 Twitter followers after people had said like sexist things to me. And right. I eventually came to the conclusion that that was, well, it was, it was wrong. It was just wrong. And, you know, it's something that I don't do anymore because of that, because, you know, it's, it, it seems like a lot, so a double standard I see a lot on the left. And I want to talk about what happened yesterday on Twitter um, is that we seem to be like, yeah, 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 we're against harassment unless it's someone we don't like. Right. <laughs> and it's okay mm-hmm. for us to right. do it. And yeah. I see people doing it to Total Biscuit. You know, yesterday on Twitter, I stayed out. You know, yesterday we had. Lee Alexander had, um, she published something on Offworld from someone that uh, was a blind person uh, about like access and ability issues. That was a really good pitch. Mm-hmm. It came to light after the fact that uh, this person happened to be a gamer gator that wrote a really interesting piece about being, you know, um, being blind. And people went after her with pitchforks and were a really abusive mob to her. At the same time, um, like, if you want to vote for Bernie Sanders, that's fine. I respect you. You know, if you want to vote for Donald Trump, I'll respect you, or at least we'll give you the space to make that decision. Um, and, you know, I think you see a lot of people they're playing on voting for Hillary dealing with some really abusive behavior from Bernie Sanders fans. Um, mm-hmm. I experience that every time I talk about that. So I, I really... I, I see that reactiveness a lot, Georgia, and I'm seeing mm-hmm. it on the left in ways that make me increasingly uncomfortable. Um, I, I have to say this. something One of the real reasons that I switched and I, I had an awakening when I was about 23, um, you know, I grew up in a very, very conservative state and a very, very conservative place, that I was mm-hmm. not a Republican, I was a liberal was I realized that there was um, a kind of reactionary element to republicanisms. And we couldn't, it seemed that all the people I knew were unable to state an opinion about something without making it a personal attack. You know, oh, well, you just want access to abortion because you like to have sex, you know, things like that. When Mm -hmm. I see the left indulging, and people I respect indulging in that same behavior, it it really makes me sound because I so deeply believe in the things I've, 
you made my career about stopping. Does that make sense to you? And I just, I don't know how to stop it. And, and especially like the thing with, with Lee yesterday, I mean, that just, if she's earned the benefit of the doubt that she didn't know and she put it up and, you know, and she didn't, you know, do a background check on the, on the guy to find out what his affiliations were before she put it up. And, and I mean, theoretically, she shouldn't even necessarily need to. I mean, obviously she doesn't want to have somebody who's, you know, prominently involved with Gamergate up on Offworld. But I would like to think that someone like Lee, who's been through what she, you know, a, a good amount to this stuff herself and, and, you know, has shown nothing but the best intentions would earn the benefit of the doubt. I was, I kind of caught up on this today and I started finding yeah. out what was going on. And I was just like, this is, this is what we're doing really? Like why are like, she made a mistake. She's saying she made a mistake and she, she put up a, an editor's note on the piece saying that she's leaving the piece up that it was just it was a pitch that was that seemed genuine and it ended up being a good piece on something that wasn't covered a lot on the site and it just happened to be written by somebody who's done things that shouldn't be associated with the site but you got to you at some point you have to be willing to give somebody the benefit of the doubt at when they've mm-hmm. acted in a way that's been consistent i i can see if someone has been hyper abusive to women in the field saying, you know what, this behavior precludes you from operating in this professional sphere. I think that that's fair. But I don't think a litmus test like, oh, you have been affiliated with this person, ergo your work has to be purged from the universe. I don't think that's helpful. It's McCarthyism, basically. It, it is, right. How as a people do we heal from, and again, the you know, like, like, where people have gone to war, like, right? Like if you, if every time that you are slighted, that then, as you said, purged from the universe, um, then, you know, who would we really be speaking to, right? Like an eye for an eye leaves everyone blind. And so I I understand the hurt and sometimes it's too soon because emotions are too high. But I think that sometimes the hardest move is the move where you show compassion for those that may not have shown you compassion and that i hope will show people that there might be a better way that's something i think about a lot georgia is the best you know victory over your enemy is not to become him we had that isometric chat disrupted so terribly in the last show um sometimes i feel like i'm swimming in all this negativity and i feel it changing who i am and I do. I want to slash out and I want to, I want to hurt those people back. I really spend a lot of time thinking about that because that's not who I want to be. You know, right. I, I try to. I'm sure I fail at it, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that that's the, the most important part is having the dialogue, right? Yeah. I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh, do you guys want to hear some listener questions? Do you want to move on yeah. to some Yeah, happier? let's do a couple listener questions. Yeah. Oh, we've got some good ones. Okay. Yay. Yeah, we've got, we've got quite a few to go through. All right. So uh, let's see. We'll go to this one right here. This made me very happy. Hello, Isometric. This is Jean-Loup from Montreal, Canada, or as we say here, Montreal, Canada. Mm-hmm. Thanks to running nose. I just wanted <laughs> to, you to know that uh, you guys are all awesome, especially Brie. But I also <laughs> wanted to know if uh, you folk uh, have played uh, Undertale. If so, uh, what do you think about it? And if not, then you definitely should. Uh, should. So, yeah. take care. Au revoir. 
Well, that was very nice. Um, yeah. I have not played Undertale, actually. Uh, I put, Well, I played the opening to it enough to see the art style and really be uh, into it. But, um, you know, I have to be honest, it's when a game is on my Mac, it usually, unless it's something like Peggle or Civilization, it, it, it doesn't get played because, like, an RPG or something I have to sit down and concentrate to play PC isn't a place where I do it because it's so similar to being at work, if that makes sense. So, no, I haven't yet. For sure. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Yeah. I, I, I have an easier time because I don't use a Mac at work, so it's kind of easier for me to make that segregation. You know, I'm not playing on my horrible Lenovo PC that <laughs> has, you know, the, the terrible trackpad that doesn't work. But I, I played, I like, the first two chapters of Undertale. This is this is actually kind of is a good segue from what we were just talking about, because the Undertale fandom... Uh, it can be kind of like Bernie Sanders followers in a way mm-hmm. where if you say negative things about Undertale, sometimes they will be just as unforgiving of you. I wanted to like this game a lot. I mean, I think that the story is very is adorable and it tries to do something where it, it's trying to guide you to not use violence in the game, which is something that we don't you don't see a lot. I think that the problem that I had with it is that it can be extremely obtuse and frustrating if your mind doesn't work the way that the mind that the the game's designers work then it can be really hard to to make progress without killing people and every time that you kill somebody in that game you feel horrible and the game goes out of its way to make you feel horrible for it um, so I ended up getting like two, th- two fifths of the way through and I ended up just giving up on it because I couldn't figure out what I needed to do to not kill some of these characters and I didn't want to. And so I just stopped playing it. And I think oh. that a lot of people are really big on it, but I think that you, ne- you need to have some skill with bullet hell shooters because the, the way that the battle system works is when you're dodging the attacks, it's basically like a little bullet hell minigame. And if you're not good with that, you're going to have a really tough time with this game. And, and there are some people who just don't have the reflexes for that. And they're, they're going to have a, a really difficult time because every time that you make a mistake in trying to, you know, win over the character, you have to do another one of those mini games, And eventually you either fail and have to start over or it just gets frustrating the more you have to do it while you're trying to figure out a puzzle. So I don't know. What, is, uh, what do you think is the reason for such the, the fanatical fan base of that game? Like, where is that level of love coming from? I, I don't I mean, I think that the char- the characters really do grow on you. And, and I can see, you know, it being something that people would feel very drawn to and, and almost protective of, if that makes sense. It's almost like like a like an us against the world type of thing. It, it feels like a little bit. Um, it, it's, it's kind of gotten like a mythos. Like I was reading this game. Oh, it was after there was that game facts, uh, tournament of games that they do every year and it won, which was unheard of because it's like every game, every classic game you've ever heard of. And like, you know, Ocarina of time and, and fallout two and everything that, you know, all in the same tournament. Usually it's the same couple games that win every year and undertale went in and won and, Oh, there were some people saying things like, well, and this game did it and was a success without any just complete word of mouth. And I'm like, no, it, it wasn't because <laughs> I found out about it from Kotaku and Polygon, which were covering it extensively the first week after launch. And we've just kind of forgotten about all that because it was three months ago. So it's yeah. almost kind of gotten like like this the, put up on this pedestal, if that makes sense. And it's kind of gotten like a life of its own. I think it goes back to what 
what Georgia was talking about before. I think in anything you can find this this fanatical uh, mindset. It, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, whether it's oh, a, yeah. a band that you care so much about and then other people disparage that band and then you, you know, oh, how dare you? You have, un- you have no idea how this has changed my life and has made me better and I love this thing so much and so I'm going to stand up for this. I mean, it's like war f- fighting for his honor. It's, uh, <laughs> it's you know what I mean? Like, it, that's, that's life or death for him. Yeah. And so I think that that's the case. I mean, you disparage chihuahuas and I'm probably going to end your life. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> Whoa, my God. Wow. Wow. That got dark Whoa. in a hurry. Sorry, sorry. I love my dogs. Uh, no. Wait, wait, wait. This, Say that again. Which part? Disparage chihuahuas, and I'm going to end your life with a butler. No, I think uh, to to answer our listeners' question, I've never, I've not played Undertale, but it does look like a lot of fun. It reminds me, like graphics-wise, of my uh, my old uh, traveling through uh, Pokemon Land, and so that looks like a lot of fun. And the idea of not having any of the characters get hurt is a good thing. But Steve, you know listening to episodes back when I was just a listener, um, I have always related a lot to the way that you play video games and the way that video games affect you. I am that exact same way. If a game makes me feel bad, whether it intends to or not, if it makes me feel bad, if it makes me feel stupid, if I feel incapable, then I do have trouble continuing playing that game. And there are games that I find are worth pushing through that and games that, you know, someone was just like, here, try this. And if I'm not good at it, then I would rather not spend the next three hours not being good at it. I'd rather move on to something else that I know I can do or something that I'm more committed to trying to be better at. Uh, So I think, you know, I've always had that relation with you and I'm kind of, I was nodding my head every time you talked about that. And I think the same would apply here. Um, If, like, I understand where you're coming from, I guess is what I'm saying. If, If you get to a point and they're like, you let that person die and you shouldn't have because the game is about not harming anyone, then yeah, I could see after trying it a few more times and it not working out. It's like, do I want to spend the next hour feeling really crappy because I can't say the word that I want to say there um, because I wasn't able to keep everyone alive or do I just want to, you know, move on? Uh, So yeah, I get that. Well said, well said. In, In particular, there was one character and I won't spoil anything, but that it was made to seem to me like there was no way to get out of that encounter without killing them. And then I found out later that there was. Oh, that's so hard. That was, I was like, like broken up for like a day. And I'm like, no, you know what? I'm done with yeah. this. Like, I can't. That was I can't the way that I felt in that. Prison Architect. Yeah. I'm like, they started, they ended me at the, at the beginning. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Yeah. I couldn't. I was like, and the worst part is that, yeah, you know, Tiffany was talking about how. You know, that that isn't you don't have to play the game that way. But it was probably a a poor move on their part, because I'm sure I was not the only one that wanted to start the game with an execution. But I'm I'm also I am I am similar in that way. Um, But it works okay. Fair game. Cool. Who else called us? Cool. We've got some more questions to get to. Here's our next question this week. Hi. Long time listener, first time caller. My name is uh, Tato Tankin, and I'm a uh, tank inspector. And since you guys are thinking about changing the format, maybe you should think about maybe doing the format where you do nothing but talk about World War II tanks all the time. That'd be awesome. 
Uh, we'll call it tank time. Here. Tanks. Yes. T- tanks. Uh, Frank we'll, tank time. We'll, we'll rename Micah Thomas the Tank Engine. And- <laughs> Thank you. That's World the wrong tank. War oh, that's the wrong tank? Tanks. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Here we go. So. Tanks were an important weapon system in World War II. <laughs> we had the U.S. M4 Sherman, which was equipped with a 75-millimeter main gun and infantry that walked alongside the thing. I mean, can you can you imagine having to walk alongside a tank? You'd probably feel pretty cool until, like, the, the guns came out. And then there was the Penzer Jager, which was a German tank. Also, the Alket production plant, which made tanks. And also the Sturmgeschutz III, which was a very terrifying tank painted up in all black. Uh, the Soviet Union had tanks like the BT-7 tank and also the T-26 mod, which was, you know, like the T-26, but with a mod. I, I think all he right. might have become... Right. Someone might have, like, went into Micah there for a second. Yeah. And been Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was kind of terrifying, actually. That was great. That was great. So <laughs> we're, great. we are going to turn isometric into a completely tank-focused podcast? <laughs> yes. we got a lot of research to do here. All right. So, uh, you know, we actually didn't get that many questions this week, but we did get, um, actually, the entire uh, voicemail box was, like, filled to the brim with very, very nice uh, comments from isometric fans. So, A, I want to say, um, I want to say, please, we'd love hearing your comments. Please send us more questions so we can answer on the air. Like, we'd love doing it. Uh, but I, for Pick Me Up, I, I, I hope this doesn't sound self-aggrandizing, but I thought I'd play some of the nice things people said about us and about me. So <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be out about Brie because yeah, she apologized at the no, beginning. Just two of them. Just two of them. Just two of, them. <laughs> just two of the two. Oh. Just two of the two that we're going to be showing. No, two out of three. So, <laughs> hi, I'm Harley. I'm a gender queer woman who uses she her pronouns, and I just wanted to say that Brianna Wu is my superhero because oh. of everything that she does for women. Thank you so much, and I love you all. Bye. That was really oh, nice to hear. That was really nice. After all that nonsense That's last really week. Sweet. So, thank you. There's another one. Hey, I just want you to know that, Brie, for every thousands of people who are sending you death threats on Twitter, there are 10,000 people who are behind you. Oh, True. That really made my day. Nice. This is, uh, thank you. This one, this one, I, I swear to you, isometric listeners, we did not pay this man to give us this ad. <laughs> is it for right now? I swear, <laughs> I, I listened. <laughs> I it, it I couldn't have written this copy if I tried it, so I'm just gonna play it. Oh my god! I just heard the isometric podcast in which your phone call and Brianna gets a message like "You suck." What the hell? I love this show. I love isometric. I love the other podcast that shall not be named that rhymes with "locket." See there you go. See no mention there. Hey, what's going on? This show is freaking fantastic. I have w- listened to this show since the start. Brianna, you need help with the hordes of idiots that are around you constantly. Yep. How do you deal with this? Oh, my gosh. I thought he was Mike, talking about us there. Welcome to the show, man. It's good to hear your voice. You're awesome. Oh. Don't doubt. My question is to you, ma'am. I need to know, when you wake up, does the sun ask you personally if it's time to rise and start the morning? <laughs> oh, My kids are waking up and it's dark, so and they say, Daddy, it's dark out there. And I say, well, Georgia Dow just hasn't woken up yet. It's still nighttime, I guess. Anyway, you guys freaking rock. I love this show. 
Oh my gosh. I about ran over a nun trying to pull over so I could give you a call and say, you rock. And I am going home right now, right now, and and update my subscription to add you guys as a member. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And me Thank as a you. member of the awesome isometric show, which you can do at relay.fm slash membership. Free plug there. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Oh. Become a member because I am. Because Brianna needs the money to fight off the horde. It's a horse, a freaking idiot. Talk to you guys later. Keep it going. You're checking wow. I love those. I love those. I love having, um, getting to hear people. I think it's really nice because you can hear the intonation instead of just, um, you know, dealing, dealing with like, you know, it written and we read it. I love that. I think that that's a really nice addition. And now, yeah. and now I have this lovely image of Georgia having a conversation with the sun in the morning. <laughs> Is it time for me to rise yet, Georgia? You know, your, your morning would be better with two scoops of raisins. <laughs> oh, that was so sweet. That was, did that person that share their name? Amazing. That was really nice. Did, did that person share no, their name? They didn't. They didn't. That was all. Uh, well, I thank have. you, person who is unnamed yes. at this point. Thank you, super fam. Those who we shall not name. Georgia, what number can people call and leave us questions at? 339-368-8319. Boom, boom. Bravo. That's it. That's it. That's all. It's no more. What are you waiting for? I, I don't know. I was waiting for an encore. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I guess it's because Brie didn't start the music in the background. Yeah. Well, That's no, true. that would That's that true. would clash, though. I mean, we need, we need to have, true. like, accompaniment. I was asking myself just how many times I could do that joke before it ran into the ground. And I don't feel like we're there yet. I feel like we're close, but not, not quite You got to save it for an opportune time, really. Absolutely. All right. Steve, do you want to close the show out? So, um, is, anybody have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? <laughs> Other than everyone going and listening to that song and thinking of Steve yeah. doing breakdancing. Yes, I'm, I'm actually spinning on my head Steve. right now. <laughs> With a panda hat. Um, yes, yeah, so spinning on my panda hat. Uh, so you can find you can find the show notes for this show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can also press the button on that page to go sponsor this show uh, for 5 or $10 a month or $100 a year and then help Frank uh, go go buy his uh, his trip to go drive a tank. So, And then we'll have a whole a – whole, then we really will have a whole segment about tanks on the show. Um, you can send your <laughs> feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. Uh, we are, as always, part of the Amazing Relay FM network, and you can go check out Bria's other show, Rocket, and all the other fine shows on the network. Go leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, it helps a lot, especially with us changing the format. It helps us a ton to have the uh, – <laughs> to have to have some good some good five star reviews up there, and you can also uh, follow those of us who are still on Twitter. On Twitter, uh, the show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good, and Bree. Can people find you? <laughs> uh, people can find me on Space Cat Gal, although I'm not really there right now. It's my office is running, so, so you can talk to my office. Uh, yeah, go talk uh, talk to Bree's office. Just say nice yeah. things only, please. Yeah, uh, I do have a I do have a private Twitter. It's uh, feminist X. 
Um, you know, if you're an isometric listener, uh, you know, if you send me a tweet, I'll probably let you in and, um, you know, follow you back. We can get the conversation going. I just, I have to have a mental break from, you know, the endless harassment. I mean, yeah. I don't mind saying it really threw me off my game last week when we kind of got off the show and I found out people have been doxing me the yeah. entire time. So, yeah, uh, kind of staying off Twitter for now. Yeah, and that's why we've kind of been taking a break from streaming and we'll, we'll let you know if that's starts up again but for right now we're not going to be doing live streaming until we get that sorted out if we can get that sorted out so um georgia where can people find you you can find me at georgia underscore dow and if you're dealing with anxiety and want to treat it at home or have sleep issues uh we're gonna have a new dvd coming out or download and uh it's anxiety-videos.com and it's in canadian so it's really cheap right now (laughs) our dollar is like tanking you, you need you need one of Frank's tanks to dig it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, where can people find you? You can find me at Micah Sargent and also waiting in the dark until Georgia says the sun can rise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So thank you, as always, oh for listening. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode. And isometric workers transform and roll out. <laughs> question for you okay i hope i have an answer for you you were talking about how sometimes you know um well we god i don't yet? know how to ask this I don't are we starting this. is this starting yeah. is this no, the show we're just talking. <laughs> this is not the show this is not the show i oh. guess mike my question for you is like do you think you were the sexiest host at relay <laughs> that is my question for you do you think you're sexier than mike Steve, Stephen, Jason Snell. Like, if you had to to make it a judgment call about that, would you would you say that you are? Because I didn't know what you looked like. Like, I've only like listened to you on podcasts, and then you know, like we we got your picture from the isometric thing, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's what Michael looks like. So that's my question for you. Wait, that's my question. For hold you. on. Yeah. What are you, what are your thoughts after you you got my picture? Oh, I like Mike is going there. He's going there, Bree. Yeah, go ahead and go uh, for it. You know, I like this. I'm a happily married woman. Uh, you're a good looking dude. You're oh. a very good looking dude. So, that's very so sweet. sweet of you. Right, but this isn't about me. This is about you. Like, do you think no, you're I, I want to know more questions, Bree. Than... What were your first thoughts? You went. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. Uh, he has a haircut, which puts him above most engineers. You know, <laughs> field. Uh, he looks like he's the taking a shower. Low, he looks like he's taking a shower this week. Uh, he's not actively sending me death threats, which is, uh, you know, that that's that a bonus. You, yeah. Right, right. Never doxed me. Um, yeah. So you know I don't of. know, Micah. Like, what? What do you think? What do you think? Look, here's the thing about relay hosts. The thing yeah. about relay hosts is that a lot of them have these these things called beards, and these mm-hmm. things called beards are 
really, really, uh, I don't know. They, they, they do a good job accentuating certain faces. Um, and because the most I ever carry is a bit of stubble because I have to be on camera most days of my life. I, you know, I don't, I don't have a beard and that's what's in right now. And so I, I don't think I could put myself above Mike or, or Steven or, uh, Russell over at, uh, material podcast. Um, and frankly, I'm not the person who would, rank oneself in terms of attraction. Do guys not do this? Because, like, girls, when you walk into a room, you're like, okay, she is, she's prettier than I am. She's, like, you start ranking each other. Do guys just not do that? I think it just depends on the person because I'm sure that there are some guys who do and some guys who don't and some gals who do and some gals who don't and uh, some theys who do and some theys who don't. I I don't know. It, 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 uh, It just depends on the person. I am typically not that person because, I don't know, I, uh, oftentimes this will, this sounds arrogant whenever I hear people say it, but Truly, I try to be as humble as I possibly can. Uh, like I'm not, oh, I'm not too. trying to be sarcastic, and, yeah. and and so yeah. I, it it yeah. makes me uncomfortable to have to answer the question that you just asked me to answer. So what I'll say is, if I had a beard, I might put myself above Russell. <laughs> So, so I, I think I think this is a challenge that we have to that we have to issue to you now. We have to have like Movember but for when February. He's off, when you're off for a while, you have to. See, this is the thing. I've actually been told that uh, for no shave November, I need to grow a beard. Some of my coworkers have said this. So you know, I've, some of my coworkers do have beards. Um, they just you know constantly maintain them, and I have this this thing where I just get really bothered by having a bunch of hair on my face. Um, so you know what? That's what it'll have to be. Uh, Come November, we will line up all of the relay hosts at the end of, of November, and we will decide. We'll just have to do some ranking because, you know, we, it's time to objectify some guys. You know what you should do is get get a Santa Claus beard. You should get a Santa Claus beard on sale on Amazon and just wear that and not say anything to anyone. Not your boyfriend, not your coworkers. Just like if it comes up in video comments, don't like, what are you talking about? I have just, no idea. Yeah. So uh, can I be honest with you? I have this, this secret wish if, like all of my life, every time I've gotten a gray hair, I have celebrated because it is my undying desire to have a full head of gray hair. So like yeah. a gray beard to go with that would be, uh, then you know what? Screw it. I'm the sexiest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> Just come work at Giant Space Cat as a tech feminist for a while, and that will happen in like a week. Like, just have my job for a week, and then I'll get the gray hairs that I desire. Yeah, seriously. I'm talking Keith Olbermann. That's the look you'll have after just an afternoon at our at our office. 